I don't think I'm in the right mood for this one today either. I think last week's one got away with it because of the good mood and we kind of bounced through it. I don't think this is a bad album. That's a weird thing. Like, I don't think it's a sad album. It's not like... I think we've reached... I, I say I don't know what's coming up for the future ones, but to me it's reached a point where um, if Rivers was aiming for pure mediocrity, he has found it. I should have cut some things out, right, um, from a Song Exploder podcast, because he explains his writing process, mm. and you go, yeah, that sounds about right. The weirdest thing that he does, right, oh, hold on, I'm Gareth. I'm Richard. And we are back, looking at the fourth album by Weezer, Maladroit, from uh, 2001? 2002, 14th of May. 2002. Uh, oh, of course, because Green came out in 2001. This came out just a year later. Yeah. <clears throat> one day short of a year later. Ugh. And as we Planning, all... Planning, people, come on. If there's one reason we remember this album, it is because... Notes, please. Um, the cover was ranked as one of the worst record covers of oh. all time by <laughs> Pitchfork in 2005. Yeah, I have that written down somewhere. Because <laughs> what was the guy? The Rupert Peasley. Mm. Um... Yeah, because even before I'd read that other thing, I'd already went, it looks like shit. And then, oh, wait, it won an award. <laughs> Not a good award. No, it's a bad award. Um, he then, apparently, according to some annotation I read, is then given executive producer credits on their next album, for some reason. I don't know who he is, though. Me, me neither. Maybe it's not their next album. Maybe it's an album in the future, but... I maybe, can't remember which maybe one. my uh, my own uh, notes will catch up and we'll find out. Yeah. But um, cool. let's do that boring bit that I like to do, where we catch up with where Rivers is. It's in not his, boring. It's fantastic. In his state of mind. <laughs> so during the latter half of two thousand and one, with new bassist Scott Schreiner freshly in the lineup. Yes, the guy from last week is already gone. <laughs> yeah. Um. Rivers Cuomo began to write many new songs and their overall style reflected a harder rock. At the time, he was reading lots of Nietzsche. Prick. He said in a magazine, I want to conquer far and wide in the name of Weezer. Determined to make them the greatest (laughs) band in the world, Rivers ironically took an approach that upset many fans and the rest of the band. He took complete control of Weezer in a way that he previously never had. He was writing new songs at a furious pace and evidenced by their BBC performance that summer rather than the standard re-recording and released of release songs all new songs were recorded which included many songs that would eventually appear on their next album. As the touring behind the Green Album wore on the material became progressively heavier as new song after new song was debuted. Soundboard recordings of demo sessions and live performances from the Midget Tour couldn't call it that nowadays, yeah. uh, were posted on the official website throughout the summer and fall. Yeah, here's the thing, though, from that. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, Ken, they've, Ken, he's written more stuff than ever before. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it the last album that he originally turned up with, like, 125 tracks or something? Yes. So how many turned up with this time, then? This is why you should worry. This is quantity over quality. Yeah. Um... Oh, there's a main article about the recording of this that I obviously, instead of cutting and paste, just cut and pasted for more information, see main article. 
Well, it doesn't matter because we all know how Weezer work. They recorded a big studio, then a smaller studio, then an even smaller studio. Um, that might not have happened because this is self-produced uh, again. Mm. The first attempt at a fourth album was made at Steakhouse and Cello Studios from October, 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 from October through November. Although a proposed 12-track album was uh, more or less completed by November 10th, the recordings were inexplicably shelved. There was no more notes. <laughs> Just imagine how awful it could have been. Yep. The band <clears throat> re-entered the studio in mid-December 2001 and began to make demos of songs from the Steakhouse Jello sessions, as well as other songs that were written prior to, uh, but not attempted at. Those, uh, furthermore, a few new songs were introduced. Um... Summer Song was... Oh, stop telling me I need to drink water. Summer Song was rescued from obscurity at the urging of fans. Um, and cover songs were even attempted. Um, if only half-heartedly. Much like everything else. Boom, take that. <laughs> These demo sessions soon evolved into serious recording. And by January, an album was taking shape. So during the Maladroit sessions, Rivers became very interested in what the fans had to say about Weezer and their new recordings. <laughs> to Rivers, the fans on Weezer boards played the part of a record producer, but with a non-jaded insight. They knew Weezer better, they were not motivated by money, and they were easy to talk to. Setting up a message board, Rivers began corresponding with fans, first through Carl, and eventually on his own under the username Ace. Because he has no taste. Yeah. Sorry, Ace Fraley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on any given day, Weezer would go into the studio, record all the new songs, post them online for fans to download in a day, people, uh, and critique. Then the next day, they would take the advice into consideration and attempt new lyrics, bridges, solos, arrangements, etc. Eventually, the relationship between Rivers and the fans grew less and less friendly. Well, yeah. Who would have thought on the internet? I have a quote from him later on, but well, you might do it now. So. Well, no, hit it. I don't have a quote. Well, it was um, it was an interview with uh, Guitar World in 2002. Yeah. Whoever said, fans are annoying. They all want something, yeah? Or ask me to play certain songs. They're all little bitches, so I avoid them at all costs. How things change. Yeah. Um... Rivers, frustrated with fans attacking his new songs and loving only his old ones, rewrote the lyrics to the song Space Rock, which chronicles the relationship he had with his fans. Still, overall, Rivers and Weezer did indeed take the opinions of fans into consideration. Uh, even the names, uh, the album's name, Maladroit, was a fan suggestion. Random note about one song. Uh, Dope Nose was written at the same time as Hashpipe after some Ritalin and three shots of tequila. I don't know what Ritalin does to you. It makes you focus, right? That's what they give to people with ADHD. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But no, I was... I listened to the Song Exploder um, episode that Rivers did talking about a song off the White Album, an album we have already reviewed. So maybe we should review that episode instead of the album itself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Anyway... I forgot we did the white album. I forgot which colours we've done. We, we did. There were only four in and I can't remember. Well, no, we, had, we did with the white album like three years ago. Oh. Okay, so that's once coming up, but yeah. we've already done it. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, so we can Jesus. do it again with fresh eyes. 
remove the scales from our eyes and do it again Ugh. in context. And repost the old one. Yeah. And the old one will probably go like, oh yeah, it's very good. Audio, com- uh, an audio commentary for an... That's what I'm saying. One, yeah, it's like just talking over top. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy enough to work. Sound better than bloody Pinkerton. <sighs> I mean, I still like Pinkerton. You're entitled to your opinion, even how even if it's wrong. Exactly. <laughs> oh. But um, yeah, so listening to the song exploded, and talking about um, I can't even think what the song song was. Fundori, maybe that's it. Summer Sadie, Fundori, whatever. Um, how he writes songs. Every time he hears a phrase he likes, he writes it on a little notepad in his phone. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. He plays songs on a uh, Spotify playlist with chord progressions he likes. He'll then sit down in his office and he'll play those chord progressions. He'll then write the name of the song that he, for want of a better term, stole from into an anagram generator and just put that there so he can't remember what song it was the next day because he's got brain like ours. He'll then play back a chord progression and then take off his shit and just uh, rock out to it doing melodies until something sticks. And then he'll go through all of his song titles he's written down to find something that fits the melody line. And then just picks his gibberish words to go after it. It shows. I mean, it really does, right? Mm. <laughs> Talk about a man with a formula, and that formula he's proud of, and that formula is insane. Yeah, I wonder why he's going through bases as quick as he is. They're probably, the ones with sense. Like they're Africa. all having hideous gardening accident accidents, like that dude from Toto. I'm down. What do you do? The drummer of Toto. He had a gut. He died because he uh, sniffed some poison in his garden. You got to go track by track. If we have to, we're shooting <laughs> through this. Um, this- I should also mention um, going back to the. CDs and things themselves. Apparently, the first six hundred thousand CDs mm-hmm. were specifically numbered um, for some reason. They're all like that's a lot of numbered CDs. Yeah, that's it's big. Assuming they're going to sell that. I mean, they did. Oh yeah, they did. But still, a bit presumptuous. No, but that's, I, I, I don't think six hundred thousand is presumptuous when you've sold more. But but it's it also kind of presumptuous. Special. You go well, I'm numbering them. Which means almost like you're wanting those first 600,000 to mean something somewhere where they may be down the line to be worth more than the non-numbered ones or some shit. Mm. And you're like... Not yeah. in the 600,000, right? Not on a CD as well. Nobody gives nobody a shit about CDs. I mean, did they steal... That's such a big number. Did they steal that from the White Album? That was the only thing on the White Album, right? It was an embossed oh, number. Oh, yeah, uh, true. Yeah. For years. And so the other day, actually, you know when I was looking for that album that I described the cover of? Yes. Yeah, so that was that was in there. What was the album you were describing that you couldn't remember? Remember the one I sent you the picture of? The one that, the, it was the had weird circus things on it with a thing, and then t- turned out it was just some sort of again, random hits on it, and there was none of the songs that we'd ever heard of. Yes. So. No, no, you described that <clears throat> to me. Yeah. On the podcast, and then you sent me that picture, 
and I have only now just All right. tied the two Put together. <laughs> just in your random album pictures. Yeah. Uh, Why not? I'd do that to you. No. I did um, I've not listened to it yet, but I did finally after how many years of it um download that Barbara Streisand album. Oh yeah. It's in my living room. I'm gonna give that a listen at some point. <laughs> it's, um yeah, I've downloaded it this week. I'll give a listen to that. I've not grown to it. It is a mighty fine uh, album cover. It is. It's I should know good. I put it I gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Still off in my living room. I gave it to you already sealed in a frame, knowing that we would never listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're thanks, like, and now... Thanks to the power of can Spotify. Bits and bites. You're uh, like, I don't use Spotify. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Whatever trash you're using. Uh, so we kick off with American uh, Gigolo. Yes. Um, yeah, again, see, obviously, yeah, more metal sounding. Yep. Which is good. It's good energy, right? It reminds me a lot of, like... Um, MTV back in the day. When you say back in the day, what year are you talking? I'm talking like around about the kind of beef and bad years sort of thing. Okay. What years was that? Nin- early 90s? 90, 94? <clears throat> 93? Yeah. Um, I didn't have MTV, but I did watch Beavis and Butthead on Channel 4. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I'm getting from this. But yet again, I don't think his voice suits this, which is where I think everything with Weezer for me falls down. Mm-hmm. And that it's more mentally saying which I'm liking, uh-huh. but his whinginess puts me right off. Cool. So. I don't know. I think it's good energy to start. It's noticeably a lot heavier. Mm-hmm. The chorus is pretty great. And the solo doesn't follow the melody line, but is awful. Well, here's, this is a recurring thing. I think it's been pretty much in all my notes about everything. Mm-hmm. Why does he just do such tiny solos? Or why? Well, can, every song, it's always just every solo. Oh, it's finished. Yeah, but it's, isn't that more like a Buddy Holly kind of concept? It's just kind of, you know. Yeah. But in an album, but an album which is as it's thirty three minutes, forty three yeah. seconds long. Twelve songs, thirteen songs. Can whatever. you just give them an extra thirty seconds in the solo or something each track? Just can make your album a bit bigger. I, I say I think it's more of a tribute to Buddy yeah, Holly. But just, well, you know, they had two minute songs. Just try it once though. Just again, live a little. It's not um, his formula, I know, but uh. I don't know. I think if I wrote songs, which I don't, well, but especially I would. With I would the, be in and out in a minute and a half. With the minutes. sound of this album as well, with it being sort of heavier sounding. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, it's probably more likely that a slightly longer solo would be part of that. Mm-hmm. But it's just not. And it just I don't know for some just because it's more heavier and you kind of expect it from that. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I mean they're fine. I just find them ridiculously short. Yes. Um. <sighs> so dope. Um. Uh, yeah, dope knows. I had never heard this before in my life. I have, um, funnily enough. It's the first single, reached eight in the US modern rock tracks. In the UK, it reached nothing. <laughs> um, yeah. But weird, right? Because it sounds, it's got a good tone to it. Yeah, again, I think it's got something you could describe as good energy to it. Mm-hmm. But 
two tracks in, it already feels samey. Yeah, I've got that. Which yeah. is weird. No. Not even like four minutes into an album, and you're like, I mean, yeah, but it sounds the same. But that kind of keeps going with this entire album as well, so I think. Mm. The solo is pretty good on this, though. On Dope Nose. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then you've got <clears> Keep <throat> Fishing, which is a personal favourite. I If I had to put greatest hits together, you'd put Keep Fishing on it. You might. Um, actually, well, yeah, I probably would if I was doing If I was to pick, yeah, things I liked from Weezer. Yeah, if you yeah. had to put, like, an hour of Weezer <clears throat> songs together on a compilation. Fucking an hour, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, they're short songs, but an hour is a reasonable length of time for a great... If you saw them live, they'd do two hours. You know what I mean? I've never seen them live. <laughs> They're going to play like 40 songs. Well, see, I would have, I've got to have Buddy Holly on there. Mm-hmm. You'd have this. I would have Crab. But that's just me. I think it is just you. I'm not a fan. Um, can't remember what things are called. Eh. We got the obvious ones from Blue. They would definitely go on there. You know, Say It Ain't So. Oh, yeah, okay. Um you might I'll throw only look. in dreams on there. Uh, oh, the world has turned and left me here. That was one of my ones mm. that I actually liked. Mm. Yeah, that bloody <clears throat> sweater song thing can go in the bin. Um, I like that. We need to actually yeah. go back for a minute because I forgot something. Uh-oh. I think it's on... Hold on. That song, which is what Dope Nose, maybe. Um, I'm pretty sure because yeah. I didn't look the lyrics up. He he uses a uh, homophobic epithet. Oh, he does absolutely does. Yeah, I didn't write that down, <laughs> but I remember looking through like on Genius and that, following along with it, and just yeah. going, "Okay." It's- just just checking the year quickly, going. Uh, that was probably okay in 2002, kind of just maybe mm. in under the... Maybe. Well, it wasn't okay, but a lot of people were saying much worse. Yeah, but he, <laughs> in other songs. he's already spent a lot of time, you know, with songs that maybe, you know, are written not from his point of view, but someone else's where mm. he's, you know, uh, denigrating women. Yeah. Or um, talking about young Asian schoolgirls and... Yeah. Yeah. A bit like a tiny Donovan, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed he hasn't done a cover version of Mellow Yellow oh on the Teal album. Uh, um, so, yeah, I say Keep Fishing. I'd only heard it because of the Muppet video that everybody yes. watched ever, all the time. Um, I believe, well, I read something as well that apparently Kevin Smith was going to direct that video originally. Really? But I'm guessing he was removed from that because he was just going to have the Muppets fucking or something. Because <laughs> he'd have definitely done something like that. It seems he's still... I would have. I mean, he could. Ret- he's not going to do that with He-Man, though, is he? No. No. Because he's doing that at the minute. He's, no, because this, this was 2002. He's he's not going to do that now. He would, no. If this if he'd been remaking He-Man back in 2002, Tila was getting... Oh. Yeah. I don't know who Tila is. I've forgotten. Um, was she mad at Arm's daughter or something? I think. Oh, in the film, yeah. I don't know. She was oh, she, she was a, Yeah, she was a cartoon. I don't remember. There you go. Thanks, yeah. mum and dad, for buying all those toys. <laughs> no I, childhood memories. I never had Castle Crystal. I only had He Man and 
Skeletor. Mm-hmm. Never had Battle Cat. Or, I did. Yeah. And Castle Grayskull. Uh, Bessie Bank, then, well, I think I was, And I think I had the Claw Boy. Oh, actually, I, did, I had the one, yeah, you had the. You'd like a missing hand, mm-hmm. the black thing, but you had little bits you could put in and out, mm. like with different things, and he'd like a claw. Thing. Yeah. Mm, a crab claw. Well, I think he'd also, his mouth would go as well. It would like. Jaws, was it Lockjaw or something? Maybe his name was? Maybe. I don't know. Who cares? He was a good in. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, love you, man. Uh, Will it be ruined for me soon? <laughs> we'll find out. I don't know. I mean, he's got a good crew doing yeah. it, hasn't he? He's got people behind Supergirl writing with him and uh, yeah. Mark Bernardin from uh, Fat Man Beyond, who obviously is a writer as well, and he wrote... Um, Whatever it was called. That first season, that bizarre Stephen King series that was vaguely based on all Stephen King novels at once. No, that existed. Yeah. Mm. I can't remember what it was. Castle Rock, that's what it was called. Oh. Produced by J.J. Abrams. All right. There right, you go. And he just finished uh, the other one. Nope. Oh. Black Rock. No, Black. Mm-hmm. It's a spin off of the Jason Bourne movies. Oh. And uh, the company that trained him and, like, you know, gave him MK Ultra and all that sort of shit. Yeah. That company has got their own sort of, like, spin off series coming. And he wrote that too. Or oh, wrote no. on it, I should say. Yeah. Before we get one of our classic uh, complaint emails, which is, I think you'll find he only wrote one episode out of 12. Shut up. It's not the point. One more than you wrote. Exactly. It's one more than I wrote. Yeah. Um, yeah so Take you, control. Oh, I was actually still with Cute Fishing. He has just gone okay. back to his old reverting about whinging about women. So. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so at this point, I think I complained about... Did I complain about... Something not... Was it the last album that I didn't feel had a theme or much of a theme? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Whereas this one, like four tracks in, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I see you mentioned the thing about him being about the fans and stuff. Yes. This seems to be his theme in this one, which is all... But the four tracks in, you're like, yeah, he just he can't make his mind up whether he likes the fans or he thinks they're dicks. Yes. Leaning more heavily towards the thinks they're dicks part. But, like, they even help with the track listing, right? So yeah. if there's no cohesion or anything to this, it really is... You, he can really blame the fans. I mean, you know what this album is, if you think about it? Yeah. It's Snakes on a Plane. Yeah. You you decide. No, the, you can't do that. You can't be laser-faire with an album. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it has no artistry. I think it's, well, I mean, it's like, well, and, or single vision. You can't go, oh, you didn't like that, we'll change that. Uh, you can't have a committee build an album. I mean, maybe you can, but I don't think it'd be very good. Yeah. I think it's the same about me. He's he's asking fans for their opinions, mm-hmm. but like their like the expectations they've got, he doesn't really seem to care about meeting them or match them or he, anything. And he kind of just wants to do his own thing, but while also letting them think they're getting their way. Yes. But at the end of the day, he's just being a massive douche about it. Yes. And this is the ongoing issue with Weezer is that he is a massive douche. Yeah, but he also is tiny and I think that's a problem. <laughs> little man complex. Right? That is what I was suggesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Well, I mean, that's pretty much everything for that. Um, Talking about tiny man complex, because I feel like this episode is going to be very short if we don't do a digression. Yeah, we need to. We need to. Move what about a week Boris Johnson has had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some of the photos I've seen of him are fantastic. Of him, just the sulky, just what the fuck have I got myself into? Look at his face, mm. and it's it's really quite special. I mean. I don't think six weeks ago when he took the job and he was being quite jovial about it, mm-hmm. did he think that by now he would have been beaten to a pulp? <laughs> I, think, I think six weeks ago he didn't realise he'd be dead by seven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> by his own hand. Well, I mean, that's, that's the way it seems to be going because it's like, you know, he's got to a point where he's like, no, no, we're, we're leaving on the 31st of October. Yeah. And if I have to do no deal, I'll do no deal. Even though he's, we all know he's not working on a deal in any no. way, shape, or form. No. And then, you know, a thing passed in Lords that literally says, "If you leave with no deal, you're breaking the law." Yeah. And he's like, "I'll break the law then." <laughs> and they're now saying he could go to prison. Yeah. But then look at him. to keep saying about Trump. Oh, can he's doing all these things wrong? When he leaves, he'll be going to prison as well. He'll never spend a fucking day in prison. No, you know, it's the same with this shit. It's- he's seventy-five. Yeah. Boris Johnson's fifty-five. I like that. Oh, did you see? Was it? No, it wasn't Winston Churchill's grandson. It was another one of these old party whips that was kind of saying, right, fuck it, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's closing, he's closing beach. Um, Boris Johnson was kind of shouting at him. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, you don't shout at me. And the last time you shouted at someone, they phoned the police because <laughs> of that <laughs> argument he had with his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, wow, that guy's awesome. <laughs> hey, okay, he's a Tory or whatever, but mm-hmm. fucking well done, pal. <laughs> yeah, but there are, I'm sure there are plenty of Tories who aren't bad people. Yeah. It's just unfortunately, I'm sure there's a load of Republicans that aren't yeah. bad people. <sighs> it's just unfortunately, all the ones that seem to have power are bad people. <laughs> Pretty much. No, I see his brother. Look at Ken Clark. Look how cool <clears throat> Ken Clark seems to be. Yeah. I've never had an issue with Ken Clark. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with Boris Johnson when he was Lord Mayor of London. No, that was fine. Just let him do stupid things. Yeah. Hang, hang from cranes, waving flags. Yeah. Do stupid shit like that. That's fine. Yeah. But don't make him your prime fucking minister. It's not even oh. that, right? It's that, much like Steve Bannon before him, he's got someone who isn't even a member of the Conservative Party as his main advisor. Yeah. And a, from all reports, seems to be a drunken asshole. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And the Nazi. Is he a Nazi team? Yeah, pro- white supremacist or whatever. Yeah, Dominic Cummings? I don't think he is. No, I thought it was Bannon. No, I said just no. like Bannon. Oh, no, sorry. Dominic no. Cummings is... Oh, the- talking of Nazis, here's mm-hmm. another digression we can go on. Digression within it, yeah. yeah. Um, you've seen the Jojo Rabbit trailer? I have. It's very good. It is very good. Yes. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh. And they've got a little bit of everyone there, right? Yeah. Rebel Wilson turns up. If there was ever anyone more suited to playing the black hat wearing kind of Nazi thing, oh, Stephen, Stephen Merchant is fantastic. As he soon does, as he turned up, I was like, yeah. He does seem to be playing that dude from a low, a low. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, no. But that, so, as soon as he turned up, I was like, yeah, that's perfect casting. Well done. Yeah. Uh, but oh. Yeah, it looks really quite special. I do like the, is it sort of Bowie songs sung in German? Yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, maybe I'll download the soundtrack of that at some point. Mm. Well, you know, we've already got Bowie songs in Portuguese, so why not have... Ah, German's parent. 
I don't know. Those Thanks songs from uh, sorry for s- any Portuguese listener out there. Those but. songs from uh, Life Aquatic by Steve Zissou are pretty sweet. No, all acoustic. I've never seen that. Well, you know, I'd say it's not too late, but you know, maybe it is. It's never too late. You've too, still got time. Too much. Too much never is never too enough. Late. <laughs> I don't know what that song is. Yeah. Well, you figure it out and let me know. Because I think I was singing it to uh, the theme to like blockbusters so i think we've got wrong (laughs) (laughs) you've got to do the hand the dance thing that all the students used to run up and do and you're like arseholes oh that was my least favorite part of blockbusters what people having fun yes (laughs) i liked the shitty teddies on the desk and the answering questions. You, I did not like If you like were ever dancing. a blockbuster, you'd go a step further. You'd like pluck an eye from a teddy and l- lower it, unstitch it, <laughs> pull some sort of bits out. For luck. What do I have sitting in front of me? You, when he says, what's that teddy for? And you said, for luck, you'd say it in a way that everyone knew that you fucked that bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. Three digressions. Well done. Yeah. With three, it's like an uh, inception now. We're three levels deep. Oh. That's a f- film I've watched once and was only half watching it, so it didn't get any other anything at all. So I'm going to have to watch it again at some point. I mean, I saw it in the cinema. I thought with you, so I, no. apparently I watched it alone. No, I I saw it. I didn't see it in the cinema. I saw it in my house at one point. I can't remember why. <laughs> of course, it was in your house. You don't yeah. leave it. But see, I I did not pay any attention to it, and I was just like, "What the fuck's going on?" And yeah, I must have been playing Xbox or something at the time. Yep, your classic way of watching yeah. films and letting oh, them absorb. Here's the thing, it was on sale as well, so I was like, fuck it, it's like three ninety nine a lot of it. Um, but David Lynch's Dune, mm-hmm. you, you've obviously seen that. Yep. Was that worth three ninety nine? Nope. Oh well, I just thought it was on sale and I thought, oh, fuck it, I'll, I'll have that. I know, it's, is it HD at least? Yeah. You know, is it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't even think he's approved an HD transfer of Dune, so it's not his, but mm. it's... It was the last film taken away from him. You know what I mean? He didn't have final cut on it and stuff. And, I mean, you've read Dune. Everyone's read Dune and no one understood it and no one really remembers it. So I won't worry too much. But it really just takes certain concepts and then goes, crunchy, 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 throw away. And you go, it's it's not really a David Lynch movie and it's not really a sci-fi movie. Mm. But there's some wonderful people in it. Yeah. I just saw it and I thought, eh, you know, three ninety nine, fuck it. Carl McLaughlin, Jürgen Prochnow. He's on the front cover, so it was like, oh, here we Patrick go. Patrick Stewart. Do you know? Yeah. You know. Oh. Well, it's sitting on my hard drive now, so. It's, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if it's uh, worth a watch or not, but you should probably watch it before, uh, what's his name? Denny Villeneuve gets to the remake. Right, didn't know they were remaking it. Yeah, with uh. the team behind uh, Blade Runner 2049. I've still not seen. Oh yeah, I got it on my I phone. I've only ever. I lent you my phone. You can watch. I've only it. ever seen like Blade Runner like, like three times tops. You don't need I, to. I don't think I paid attention to that either. So. Oh dear, well you do need to let that sink in. We watched it together. How are you not paying attention? Were you secretly playing computer games? And I like, well, no, were we just talking all the way through it or something? I mean, I probably did. That's me. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a film that I've seen so many times. I don't need to watch. So, but if you wanted to watch it, you could just tell me shut the fuck up. Well, I'm not. I'm too polite. I, mean, probably, I was probably enjoying the chat, so it's fine. <laughs> oh. So, track five, Death and Destruction. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Sorry, I'm still thinking <laughs> Boris Johnson. Is there anything oh, else yeah. I want to do to get out of the B- way? Budger. 
Um, I don't think so. I I read a little article that I quite liked. I wonder if I can find it quickly, just to edit in. Oh yeah, Amber Rudd quit as well for good Yeah, measure. last night. Yeah, and she was saying that it's all the fact that can. Well, she obviously like she voted to remain originally, but then she was like, no, okay, the choice was to exit, so we need to exit. Oh. But it's the fact that obviously can no deal is an option, but. He keeps saying he's looking for stuff, and as you said, he's obviously not looking for a fucking deal. Yeah, and that's why she's went. So you're making all these people quit, which is shit, mm-hmm. or you're kicking them out. You're not making them quit. You're just kicking them out. Yeah, and you're you're actively not looking for a deal mm-hmm. while you're saying you are. So you're just a liar and a cunt. So I'm out. I'm out. Indeed. Two hours ago, I didn't know this. Uh, Tory's bid to depose Speaker Burko now. He's the best bit. <sighs> um. Yeah, no, there was a there was a, an American article that was like a, a complex week in British politics, and they did bullet points, and it is crazy bullet points. <laughs> a thousand bullet points. What do you mean? He lost his first vote, and yeah. his second, and his third, and his fourth. And like, he's literally no prime minister has had such a bad week, and they were like since something like eighteen seventy or something. <sighs> And that one died in a fire. No, I don't know if that's true at all. Uh, nah, my news doesn't want to bring it back. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah. So, yeah. But, isn't it weird that you just don't know what's going to happen in six weeks, though? <laughs> no. I mean, I don't import much. St- I do import stuff, but I had to stop because it's so expensive now. Mm-hmm. I mean, American import charges now yeah. are insane. Um, Like, if you buy something on eBay, generally speaking, it's like 40 quid postage yeah. instead of 20 well I was looking at um, um, enamel badges the other day mm-hmm. and it was £8 for the enamel badges mm-hmm. and it was £9 postage and I was like well I'm not buying that well, that's how that works right so, you yeah. have to buy like five of them to make it worthwhile yeah <clears throat> um, but I didn't I only like two of them I was like yeah I forgot. so I skipped it indeed well you'd have to buy doubles and then sell them on eBay or something yeah it's a lot of work not really worth it. Probably not. Um, yeah, so Take Control uh, had a great riff. Chorus is fantastic. Solo is not great. And moving on to Death and Destruction. Yeah. Um, also, not great. No, I, the only <laughs> thing I've got in this goes, I'm betting he wrote this in his black bedroom. Is it me or is it too slow? Yeah. It seems impossibly slow for a song that's that heavy. And I like I just, Sun O, but yeah. it just it feels like a song that should be faster. Oof. But, um. That's a weird one. Yeah. Um, I don't rate anything let, for slow. Hold on. Let me just. Sorry. Oh, it's coming out of here. That's very helpful. It's just. Yeah. It's just too slow. Or maybe the vocal just doesn't belong in this song. You know what I mean? Tell you what, see if you had this same sort of slow track and that, mm. but you had um, What's His Chops from Radiohead doing something over the top of it. Yeah, What's His Chops I York? Yeah. What, yeah, Tom York, right? Mm-hmm. Terrible names, you know that. Um, I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, but if you had him doing his thing over the top of that track, mm-hmm. million times better because his voice would just work with that better. Yes, River's voice does not work with it. Ugh, true. With anything, pish. <laughs> okay, that's harsh. Ugh, I'm just angry. Hey, slob. There's a bad song for you. Yeah, I have nothing. Well, I think I've. Early, I hate Rivers, and that was it. It's not great. Possibly down to the vocal and the melody, but I said it does kick in during the second verse. Though I don't know what that means. No. Oh, let's find out. Yes. I say we're, we're we're shooting through these so fast this week. Oh, let's have a look. I mean, he's really not with the fans anymore. No. Right, it's a slob, yeah. Yeah, here, I would be like, yeah, it's not Uh, that bad, but it takes one and a half minutes in a three-minute song to get here. Yeah. Too little, too late. And he's also really straining his voice. It's not bad. See, now... Then how you burned jam? I say it was just burnt jam, but spelt wrong. Burnt jam. Um, see, at this point, seven tracks in, and okay, maybe it slowed down a little bit, like for um, Death Destruction. Slob does that thing where it takes a while to get into it. Mm-hmm. This obviously is a move from the sort of rockier sound the rest of the album's got mm-hmm. to what this one sounds like, and that. It seems like a mistake. It's just... Yeah, but once you know, the chorus comes along, it's the same as the rest of it. You know what I mean? But then a bit... Yeah, but then it cuts back. It goes back to yeah. revert thing. And it, I mean, yeah. I honestly, when it was back in the day when this came out, this was one of my favourites on the album because it was different. Because the album is too samey. Mm. You need a change of pace. Okay. I say, and when that solo kicks in, or when that sort of chorus riff kicks in, it's such a good chorus riff. Yeah, yeah. but what's that of a what two and a half minute song? Mm-hmm. 40, it Forty a, seconds of it's good, and it has a good solo. I reckon you could cut it into a solid minute and a half. Minute and a half song, yeah. But song two's a minute but and they, a half. But they didn't. Yep. So that's where they fucked up. Well, I don't know. You've got the other one who's saying they should solo more. Their song should be longer. I think their song should be shorter. Well, we're both right. <laughs> the only thing I wrote for Space Rock was upbeat oh, fun. We just, oh, no. As I say, we skipped one. We've not skipped one at all. That's me looking at the wrong bloody thing. Um, yeah, I just wrote, <laughs> Weezer can fuck off. This is dross. So, I mean, I don't know if that's true. I, I I went upbeat fun, so yeah. Again, let's have a little, not that one. Oh yeah, because they've got the oop oop whoopy whoop. Yeah, it's like something that Joker would sing. Boop boop boop. Yeah. Blue doop. Well, see that 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 repelled me. I was just like, no, this is not. No. That's a good solo. Yeah. Maybe it's not. <laughs> it's, it's 
it's it's fine. Not their best, but it's not terrible. Um, the weird thing is, the next song is called "Is Slave," right? And every yeah. time I hear it, I feel I'm hearing it for the first time. Well, like it's completely unmemorable. Well, it's very odd. I was going to say that it's not terrible. It's fine, but yeah, just so uninteresting mm-hmm. that yeah, you get to the end of it and you're like, "What did I just listen to?" Not a fucking clue. Mm. It just it's. Is it? Yeah, again, I've even put in there. I think this is possibly the best thing on the album for me, mm-hmm. and yet I, I, it is like just uninteresting. So if, if if the most uninteresting thing they've got in here for me is also the best thing, yeah, it's not great. No, though I really like "Fall Together" the next track. I'll just put "Thankfully Short." It's, so got, it's, a, it's got a great riff and it's got a great chorus. That's mm-hmm. what you want in a song, right? It's only like a minute long or something, is it? I don't think so. Or two minutes long or something. Two minutes and a second. Yeah. See, that's, I've kind of combined my notes for this in the next round. Mm-hmm. And that, okay, it's shorter. So maybe you maybe are on something, but their song should be shorter. Because this one's even shorter by two more seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I didn't mean it for the play. Um, but yeah, much more energy in them. And he actually sounds like he's trying in this one. Well, by this point, I think <clears throat> this song sounds almost like a no, no effects song. Remember No Effects, the punk band? No. They're very good. All of their songs are one and a half minutes long. Mm. But yeah, it just yeah, it feels like he's actually sort of, kind of trying in these two mm. compared to the others where he's not phoning in it as such, but just... No. Going through the I mean, motion sort of thing. Well, don't get me wrong, no effects I always liked, even though all their songs start the same way, which is it sort of goes Dan it, Dan, Dan it, Dan it, Dan it, Dan it, Dan it, pick scrape. Yeah. And then it just goes But in a punk manner for one and a half seconds while Fat Mike, the lead singer and bassist, talks shite in a good way. Yeah. And they did it for like a solid like 15 albums before I got bored. We're four albums into this, and I'm like, See, oh, I could do with a break. Well, here's, I mean, I think I've really actually written about the next song at all, other than I've just sort of put, it kind of goes all emo-y, angsty sort of sounding in this one again. Mm-hmm. Like, can, I like girls, but they're never the right one. And blah, blah, blah. This is 2002. Yep. Now, he gets married in 2006. Mm-hmm. Does all this angsty bullshit stop then? Well, I I don't listen to Weezer after that, so I can't tell you. I'm bored by that point. I'm gone. When long was his relationship with her? When did he meet her? Maybe so we'll say two thousand four. Maybe. How about we find out as we go along? It'll be. But I'm just the... saying because this is this shit's got to stop. <laughs> oh, if I if I was a friend of the Rivers in this time, I'd have to pull him to one side and go like, dude, we can't be friends anymore. Because you're a dick. I'm not saying I wouldn't have been a dick back in 2002 as well. I almost definitely was. You definitely were. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know you, but I've got a vibe. Yeah. Here you go. Here's one song by No Effects, right? Very loud. Yep. It's actually quite a long one, but as I say, they all start the same way. Yeah. So let's skip in.
He swore. <gasps> and I say, they mm. have that thing going the whole time. I feel like that actually sounds a lot less energetic than I remember in my head. Yeah. But it's still recorded eight years before the album we're talking about at the minute. Yeah. And they sort of nailed that tone. That epitaph records kind of mm-hmm. fast punk vibe. I think I picked a poor oh. song, but they don't have time codes next to it and I can't remember half of them. Yeah. Oh, they've got Hobophobic. That's a great song. Hobophobic. Hobophobic brackets, scared of bums. Who isn't? Ugh. Is that a good choice? very good choice <laughs> you know that's what you want for a high energy punk yeah <laughs> so this is like a weird way to go out as well because they're about to do the thing that Weezer always do which is they make their last song very unmemorable in fact the only thing I wrote for the very end is December bad ending <laughs> <laughs> I wrote December and that's horrible. <laughs> oh, I did write something for Love Explosion, actually, before it, yeah. which is, chorus is great. Was this an American pie? It feels like this should be an American pie. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. <laughs> or, what are one of the terrible sequels. Bandcamp. Oh, well, like, literally, they don't even have the original stars in. I thought, yeah. you know, <laughs> not American Pie 2 or American Pie 3, The Wedding. Straight to... Or American Pie 4... The Reunion, which I have never seen. No, I've not seen that. I think I must have seen the second one. And I think that's when I stopped. I think I saw the first two in the cinema. Yeah, definitely saw the first. Oh, yeah. And I feel like I've seen The Wedding as well. No. No, no, actually, no. Maybe. That's the one where Stifler turns out to be nice and eats shit in front of someone. Okay, no, I would remember that. No, I've not seen that then. Okay, I've seen the first two then. I've not seen he's anything r- after I that. I can't remember how it happens, but he's running around picking up after a dog. And he, and he puts it on like a truffle plate. Oh, no, okay, yes. And to stop a granny and it, he eats dog shit in front of her. Yes, okay, I have seen that. <laughs> yeah. I think at the very end he fucks the gran for good measure. She's on. And she's been... Uh, <laughs> and I, I do... Uh, I, now you think about the politics behind it, I don't like that she's been a horrible person the entire movie and now she's happy because she's got a dick in her. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not good story points. I just hope he brushed his teeth. Me too. Ugh. Um. Okay, yeah, so I've seen three American Pies then. So how many American Pies are there? I mean, there's four with the original cast. And mm. I know there's a couple without them. So let's call it six. Have they have they done, like, Ken, American Pie, Young Stifler? No. And I'm amazed. Do you like a but home- maybe we're in a time where you can't really do sex comedies anymore. It's like a Home Alone bit with Stifler. Well, you can do sex comedies, but you can't yeah. do sex comedies like American Pie. No. Yeah. Because even they were a throwback to the 80s, and that was right out then. No. Yeah. Porky's remake this now would be worse than Porky's itself. I mean, there's only so many rapes that you can have in a, a, in a film and call it a comedy. Oh, it's Hollywood gone mad that they number those things now. Porky's. <laughs> no rapes. <laughs> oh. Here you go. So you had American Pie, American Pie 2, American Wedding, officially. 
Um, oh my god! And then you had American Pie Bandcamp, American Pie The Naked Mile, American Pie Beta House, American Pie The Book of Love, and then American what? Reunion. There's okay, eight of them. I, well, there was a good three in the middle of there that I had never heard of. Well, no, there's the four straight to DVD ones. That all have Eugene Levy in before Shit's Creek. No. <laughs> yes, it was at the mile one, the Beta House, and what was there was another one that I'd never heard of. The Book of Love. Yeah, what the fuck? Well, that's only rated four point eight out of ten. That's the worst reviewed out of all of them. At a glance. Well, let's even have... just from that title, that seems high. <laughs> right. Let's do a classic. Let's go to the uh, let's go to the parental guide. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And go to see all. And I will give you some plot points as written by a Christian man. <laughs> <laughs> who's, nev- who's never seen a tit. Indeed. Just the one. Uh, a guy... Fan- right, uh, sex and nudity. A guy fantasizes about several topless women giving him and another guy blowjobs. Their breasts are shown. Men's a- breasts. A woman takes, off, uh, takes her top off, revealing her breasts, which a guy fantasizes growing much bigger. Brackets. CGI effect. <laughs> yes, CGI gone wrong. You don't. No. A boy and a teacher draw images of a cheerleader, which is nude in both drawings. It's like stick figures, though. Right? They're going back. A boy and a teacher. Oh, what? I mean, that does sound a bit odd. <laughs> Was it a competition? <laughs> Who won? Uh, Jennifer Holland is seen in multiple fantasy sequences wearing revealing cheerleader and leather outfits and kissing other women in a lingerie scene. She and a guy go into a dressing room and she takes her shirt off. We see her breasts. Hey, Siri. (laughs) Who is Jennifer Holland? Okay, I found this on the web, though. Who is Jennifer Holland? Okay, that's fine. I'll look to you at... Oh, well, oh, well, apparently she's in uh, uh, Brightburn. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, apparently there's, Stifler's in this, so it's the world's gone mad. Any picture. Oh, is that her there? Okay. Uh, I just want to know who she was. Born in 1987. That's all the information I'm getting from that. Well, thanks very much. That was pointless. She's in her 30s, at least. Anyway, moving on. Stifler, who I didn't know was in this film because I haven't seen a picture of it, asks a girl, do you want to suck me off in sharper image? Don't know what that means. Well, I don't a, know if this is cut and paste or what. In a shop? It, oh yeah, it has it has, uh, it has uh, um, capitals before each one, so maybe. Yeah. And, and the says, sure. A boy and teacher <laughs> takes pictures of the cheerleaders <laughs> and female teacher. <laughs> She just agrees to it. But, um. Um, yeah. yeah, sorry, what was that? Uh, th- this was, hold on. I-, I will just read it as it is written. Yeah. A boy and teacher takes pictures of the cheerleaders and female teacher. A girl takes off her shirt, then her breast inflate into abnormal large breast. A girl's <laughs> mum is accused of being a whole football team. <laughs> what? <laughs> She's the whole football team. Uh, That's... And had to get her stomach pumped. So I think she fucked the, 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 the football team, but it's very badly written. <laughs> Teens run nude in front of the house, full female nudity. Ugh, At a disgusting. party, three girls pull their tops up to reveal their breasts while a boy films them. 
a boy and a girl are shot in the hot tub. I wish they'd stop calling it boys and girls. Yes. Because you say three girls at a party can show a boy his dress. I'm imagining the boy to be like six and it's the best day of his fucking life. If it, like There was that gift thing back in the uh, the Attitude Era in WWE. Mm-hmm. There was this thing where DX were in the ring they were getting women to lift their tops. And there's this gift of this kid who's like typical sort of tiny, like maybe eight-year-old nerdy sort of looking dude. But like that guy from the Wonder Years. Who, tur- who turns around just in time to see this woman lift her top for like Shawn Michaels and see tits, and then he turns around and the look on this kid's face is like that has to be that kid's birthday because he is delighted. Dearie me, it's, the, it's probably the best wrestling you've ever seen. It's just the look on this kid's face is just like fuck. Can front row tickets to wrestling, and I got to see breasts. Good for that. I kid. mean, there's an awful lot of just. The plot point is a woman takes her top off. Anyway, moving on. That is kind of why we're in this yeah. nightmare. Whoever Teens have sex in a control room. Teens are seen in bed, but nothing is happening. I don't think that's a reason to write a sentence. <laughs> that's a complaint. Nothing's happening. A boy throws up of a girl while having sex. A boy is giving a girl the tongue tornado. And you see his head going back and forth and moaning. Teens play strip poker. Stifler goes outside. Now, I haven't seen this, but Stifler must be 40 in this film, right? Unless it's <laughs> yeah. a new actor. Stifler Ugh. goes outside in the snow nude, butt nudity. And he is Stop later seen nudity. being raped by a moose. <laughs> um, okay, that's... Oh, that's not... You don't recover from that. Did he, did he bleed out in the snow? I'm like, he doesn't say. Oh. Teens go to a whorehouse in Canada and an 80-year-old woman gives a boy a BJ and nude woman are seen. Woman, uh, no. woman dies... I said, I said, and gave a woman an arsene. And I'm like, what's an arsene? Oh, okay. Women arsene. Okay. I was confused for a second. I'm an idiot. Woman dies during BJ scene and boy enjoys and ejaculates in her dead mouth. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> well, whoever wrote this is Stephen King, I think. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. No. See, <laughs> this is. I think what's more offensive is not. Showing that in a movie, yeah, I think writing that is much more offensive than actually just acting it out. Oh, Christian Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> this, this, this is weird. Um, this is under violence and gore. Lube brackets a teenage boy. So that's someone's name, I think. What? Oh, okay. But I'll read it again. Lube. A teenage boy falls from the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Just randomly from the sky. He hurts himself. Stifler has to sit on a rubber... I mean, it's spelt sponger. I think it means sponge. Okay. But Stifler has to sit on a rubber sponger seat because of a moose humping him and he has to use crutches because of his frost frost bitten feet 
Oh, well, he's not having much luck, is he? <laughs> right? But oh, there was worse things could be frostbitten in that situation, considering he was naked in the snow. But yeah. um, yeah, that's. I mean, he's going to need more than a rubber a sponger seat yeah. to fix. <laughs> um, to fix his pretty much <laughs> destroyed <laughs> by a moose anus. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, I've gone into the wrong bit. What one was that from? That was from... That couldn't have been from the the Book of Love, could it? No. That just seems wrong. It, see, that seems like it would be from like the Beta House one or something. Mm. It seems... A lot of parties certainly seems like a frat house kind of thing. I don't know. I think I went to the wrong... Oh, yeah. Stifler is not played by normal Stifler. Thank God. Oh, good. Thank the Lord. Who did they get to replace... What was his name... No, that isn't. Uh, well, OG Stifler. Yeah, who did they get to replace that? I forgot his name. Absolutely no one. John Patrick imagine Jordan. Being, imagine being that. You're that bad. You are the spare Stifler. You're not even original Stifler. You are the, we couldn't get a Stifler, so we'll settle for you. I mean, pretty much. That's that's pretty bad. It's It's not great. Maybe it's the you know the, he had, Stifler had a younger brother, so maybe younger brother becomes Stifler. Going back to our sort of previous episodes and other things, how bad is it if you're the second string um, Stifler and you have a worse career than some of the Batman henchmen that we've seen over the years? <laughs> oh, dearie me! Oh, Ugh. ah, fucking hell, my. Hand. Oh yeah, it was really hurting. There you go. Oh well, yeah. That's, <laughs> you see, that's framed in a much more sort of loving sort of way than I was expecting from a moose raping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god, that hurts. Indeed, isn't that an odd? Uh, so yeah, December nothing much happened. Getting back to Weezer. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely nothing worthwhile. Um, but I think there are some good tracks here. But at best, I think they might be considered almost B sides. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I believe I uh, yeah three and a half stars. I because I gave Pinkerton two, and I really dislike Pinkerton. Mm-hmm. I then had to sort of adjust my thing. I have given this two point two out of five oh. just because I it's not. As bad as Pinkerton, because I'm not sure anything will be. Of course, it will be. We listen to Dappy. Dappy's better than Pinkerton. Oh no, I'm talking about just Weezer. Stuff. Okay, good. Right, but yeah, this is no. Uh, yeah, I'm giving it two point two out of five. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't normally give. Whatever, I, I say this is three and a half because I believe it's better than Green, which I gave three. Mm. I mean, here we go. Let's get it up to speed. At the minute, it goes blue for me. Blue, Pinkerton, Maladroit, Green. And so for you it goes what? Blue. What, what was it? Green. Blue, green, green. Maladroit, Pinkerton. Maladroit, Pinkerton. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. We'll try and remember this bit and add to it every time we do a Weezer album. Oh, but we really... Need to get away from Weezer albums and start doing something else. Yeah, because 
I think I've had enough for now already. Yeah. There's only been four. Not one a, of these have gone live yet. We need a break. By the time anyone comments on these, we'll have stopped doing it. <laughs> Luckily, we don't, unlike Cuomo, we don't listen to fans. <laughs> because they don't talk to us, mostly. Yeah. There's a new feature on Podbean where you can right. they, people can comment on individual episodes. Yeah. We don't have one. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. No, I don't think anyone really... Goes on our pod, yeah. All of our stats come from everything else. Oh. How's your hand? Um, I mean, that's pretty bad. Yeah, not good. We should see the ice machine, though. There's not a mark on it. Um, Such um, a fragile child. Oh. Well, I got angry. I know. You're emotionally immature. That's fine. So am I. No. But that's why I created this person who's always happy, no matter what PTSD involving nightmare is happening to him. No. Oh. Oh. That's going to be up again. Every time I get a turn, I'm going to hit sheets or something. That's going to wake me up. Like I said, what a sensitive child. Oh. I touched a sheet and I woke up in agony. The duvet is quite heavy. Put ice on it, I told you. No, I don't have it. You don't have ice. You've got a fridge full of shit. Mm. Pick something that's frozen and put it on your hand. Ugh. Bag of peas or some bullshit. Okay. That'll be fine. It will. It's the worst that can happen. I mean, sepsis. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> Fuck it. Anyway, uh, maladroit. Malashite. More like... There you go. Shit sandwich. <laughs> oh... Yeah, no, three and a half. That's not that's not bad. It's not good. But it's not yeah. bad. Some of my favourite albums I've said before are three stars. Mm. Weeze it! Weeze it! Weeze it! I was too slow. <laughs>